0: Yo, sometimes life calls for a change Not fake, just different It'll show you a different way And right now, I'm on to my different way I can promise you this is the same span But the reporting is over I'd like to welcome you to the Mrs. Span Official Podcast Let's go What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Mr. Span Official Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Span, and this is episode number 10 of the show. And, uh, yo, man, it's been a, it's been a couple weeks. It's the last time I talked to y'all, man. Um, I'm trying not to do this shit bi-weekly, man, but life be like life and then shit, you know, but, uh, yo, man, we, we, we going to get down and we're going to get into it, man. We got a lot of things that we're going to talk about and cover it on this, on the show this evening. But of course, before I get into all of that, I do have to remind you guys how to get in touch with us over here at the Mrs. Band official podcast and let your voice be heard, man. So first things first, you can go ahead and hit us up at our hotline at area code 313-28804. 485. That's area code 313 2880485. You can go ahead and leave us those voicemail messages, and of course, those messages will get played here live on the show and responded to in common. If you call us while we're doing the show live, man, you can chop it up with your man Span here live. So hit us up at that hotline at area code 313 2880485. You can also email us here at feedback at the spanreport.com. That's feedback at the spanreport.com. Go ahead and leave us those emails, and of course, those emails will get replied to here live on the show. As well. Uh, Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Twitter instagram facebook at mr underscore span so go ahead follow me there chop it up with your man span uh, throughout the week also you guys know we are broadcasting this live on facebook and youtube man so you can go ahead and watch these shows here live on youtube if you're watching us on youtube man, go ahead and like and subscribe to the channel so you can get updated when we put a new episode out man and you can watch the show that way or you can go to our website at www.thespanreport.com and you can check out the episodes that way uh leave us comments on the uh, on the uh on the videos on youtube that way we can use your comments and we can put those comments and reply to those comments here live on the show when we uh when we go live and whatnot so we really appreciate everybody who does that man so mr underscore span is is the social media handles but then you can also watch us live on youtube and facebook under you know the span report podcast network or mr span right so you can go and follow us there in those many different ways man also hit us up at the website like i said like i just mentioned the website is www.thespanreport.com you can go ahead watch replays of the show you can vote in the polls when we decide to put those polls up you can donate to the show as often as you like as much as you like and of course we really do appreciate everybody who uh does that man we really do um we really do appreciate the money (laughs) <laughs> real talk but also man uh hit us up on itunes and on stitcher radio with a five-star review those five-star reviews are the ones that get ready here live on the show we really appreciate everybody who goes about the business of doing that because it doesn't cost you a dime just a couple minutes of your time to let everybody know why you're rocking with us over here at the spareport podcast network and the miss spare uh official podcast specifically right but uh yeah man we got the the business out of the way and let me go ahead and pull that down man but yeah man it's been a couple weeks since the last time i talked to y'all i would have recorded last week however however uh you know it was it was was sort of a special occasion man i mean outside of the fact that it was was mother's day and whatnot uh last weekend but it was also the homie uh cliff's birthday last weekend man Yeah, man. My man Cliff turned 43 last week, and uh, I had to ride down on my guy, man. I I shot up to, I shout out to, was that Homewood Flossmore? Yeah, that's it. Homewood Flossmore. Shout out there real quick, right after I got off work, hit the highway, man, run down on my boy. And then as soon as that was over with, like shit had to get up real early in the morning on mother's day shoot back to detroit so i could be there for brunch with my mother-in-law so yeah man by the time your man span got back here it was like yeah it ain't happening (laughs) it ain't happening man as much as i would have liked to talk to you guys last week i was a little bit busy i was tired of with some family and some friends and some obligations man so but for all of you who i didn't get a chance to you know wish a happy mother's day to happy belated mother's day to every last one of you who are listening to the sound of my voice right now especially if you're a mother if you're a stepmother if you're a uh, 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 an adopter. however you became a mother damn it you deserve your day and so i hope you enjoy those days man i hope you enjoyed that day and that you were you were uplifted and you were loved man real talk so uh yeah we had that going on man but um there's been a lot of things there's been a lot of things happening over the course of the last couple of weeks this is the last time i talked to y'all and uh we're gonna start off today's show uh with the email because we did get an email uh last week so let me pull this up uh, let me let me do this here uh, okay, let's do this and all right, no, that isn't it either. Well, I'll be a monkey's bare assed uncle. I don't have it on this phone. Okay. So let me see if I can do it this way. Let's see. Uh, let's see if I can do it this way. Cause I know I got one. Wait, let's see. I might be able to do it like this okay okay so okay i was able to do it like this okay so we got an email here this comes from this comes from the homie reggie <laughs> shout out to the homie reggie man because i like, like my man's is very consistent i appreciate Reggie's consistency but reggie writes in and says he says Hey, span uh i think you were in your bag talking about that ebony k williams situation appreciate you brother says most of the guys that I know was just mad that she seemed to be talking down to blue collar type dudes. But I like how you not only pointed out where she was and how she was entitled to feel how she felt, but also how you called her out on the other things she said to justify. It. Yeah, man. I, like I said, like, I, listen, like, when it comes to people's preferences and who they date and stuff like that, that ain't none of our motherfucking business, man. Get with the person who likes you and is able to provide the things that you, you would like for them to provide. Like, if you if you do that and mind your own business, man, you'll be good. You'll be good. And so I thought that was, you know, I, I I had no problems whatsoever with her feeling like the dude that she deals with has to own the bus, this, that, and other. that ain't got nothing to do with me. I ain't in the market for no Ebony K. Williams. But there's a lot of dudes who was upset with her because they felt like she was shitting on them. And like rightfully so, she kind of was shitting on them, right? When when she started to try to, um, when she started trying to justify her her shit, and then trying to make it as though it was like this grand thing of a, about uplifting black men and everything. Like, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. That's not what you were doing. And like, I, nobody believes you at this point. Like I get that you have a certain type of preference and everything else. And that's fine, but don't start gaslighting people into believing that you was just doing this overarching thing about uplifting black men. Cause that's not what it was about. Um, so it, it's when you break things down like that, that really makes me keep fucking with you and your show. Well, I appreciate you, brother. Uh, it's a sensibility is needed out here. And I love that you do. You do that consistently. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but what I really wanted to ask you here is that I know you're a gun enthusiast. Hell, I've seen you shooting guns on your Instagram and the way things are going in the country. It can't be easy to be in your position while watching all these terrible things happening with mass shootings and all. So with that said, what do you think about the backlash that John Miranda is getting for flashing guns on social media accounts? Since he hasn't broken any laws, don't you think the reaction to him is, has been overblown? He's in an open carry state and everything, and he hasn't shot or harmed anybody. So what's the issue really? Would we'll love to hear your thoughts. All right, um, appreciate you writing in, Reggie. Um, and yeah, so let's 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 talk about Jaw. Let's talk about uh, John John Morant or Jawick, as as what some would say. Um, so here's a deal, bro. Like. Of course, y'all know. Yeah, I am somewhat of a gun enthusiast, man. Mostly, like it's not even so much about being an enthusiast. It's just about um, I do like shooting guns. Like I, that's, that is a hobby of mine. And I—I I, my biggest thing about guns is the responsibility of it. So when you see me on social media shooting guns, what you do see me is practicing how to be more proficient with my weapon, how to be safe with my weapon, how to uh, not uh put anybody in harm's way while i'm doing set you know the set thing i mean a couple times you may have even seen my daughter i've been trying to to teach my daughter how to shoot and so um that's that's mainly been my thing like i like shooting but i also understand the responsibility that comes with having these firearms in my possession and and you know and in my control right so you got that um I also am someone who is very mindful of the, the 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 overarching thing of what's happening in the country, and I do agree with some of the things that folks are advocating for. Right, I'm a gun owner who doesn't mind a background check. I'm a gun owner who doesn't mind a three day waiting period. I'm a gun owner who doesn't mind licensing. I'm a gun owner who doesn't mind registering your firearm. I'm a gun owner who doesn't mind mental checks. You like, I, I'm a gun owner who doesn't mind any of these things, and so and and I'm not and I. And I want to make this clear. I'm not an anomaly. The vast majority of gun owners want these things. Right. So when Republicans get up and they they act as though, you know, they don't want any type of legislation or regulation when it comes to uh, to firearms it's you know, like we have to do that for cars, bro. Like you got to get licensed to drive a car. You got to register your car. You got to insure your car. You got to go through all these things to, 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 and that's a privilege, right? That's not even driving the car isn't even something that is enshrined in the constitution as the Republicans would like to say, right? But you got to do all these things in order to do that. So why can't we then for something that is like designed to take something out? Why can't we then sort of, why can't we then, you know, enforce these sorts of regulations on, on that? Right. So the thing with John Moran is this man. And this kind of goes into like, you know, it's been a while since we talked about the COVID stuff for a long time, but like, yo, man, your employer can, you know, put certain regulations upon you as a condition of your employment. When you work for somebody else, you are under their purview as whether or not they want to continue to employ your ass or not, right? And so I can remember when the, uh, when the, the the vaccine mandates were coming down and there were so many people who were like, yo, man, like I shouldn't have to, you, you, my employer shouldn't be able to force this vaccine upon me. And it's like, yo, they're not necessarily forcing it upon you. You got a choice. You could choose to get vaccinated. You could choose not to get vaccinated. But you got a choice. Now, if you choose not to get vaccinated, they can then therefore choose to like not be fucking with you no more. And you gotta find someplace else to work, right? Now in the NBA, there's a what they call like it's like a morality clause, right? And they can say, hey man, and, and they already have these sorts of clauses to keep them from doing risky behavior, right? Like I can remember uh uh Jay Williams who used to who got drafted by the Chicago Bulls, uh like he I, I think he had it in his contract where he couldn't ride motorcycles. Like there's they don't want you riding motorcycles. Jay Williams rode motorcycles any goddamn way and had a career-ending injury as a result of it, right? And so these teams, they put these these clauses in the contract in place in a way to sort of kind of protect their investment in you, right? And so they don't want you, this multi-million dollar investment, to risk uh, you know, not being available to play games, right? And so with John Morant, like, I don't think it's too much to ask. I don't think it's too much to ask when your employer says, Hey, bro, we're paying you i don't know 250 million dollars man could you not be on social media pulling your firearm out all willy-nilly could you not do that you know what i'm saying we 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 paying you a lot of money we're not asking a whole lot of you just go ahead could you not do that could you not pull the you know the, the burner out when you know you you, getting, you know getting crunk or whatever and so um you got that going on john morant i get that he's a young man he's 23 years old but also like you know, it's been interesting to, to kind of watch. It's been interesting to watch how people have been explaining things away for John ja Morant, how it's everybody else's fault around John ja Morant and not John ja Morant himself, right? So you start seeing people talk about, well, his dad needs to talk to him. And I know I've said that at one point, like, yo, know, his dad needs to talk to him um, and not be his, you know, and be like a, a, a his father and not necessarily his friend. He needs to have better friends around him and stuff like that. Now, truth be told, right? John Morant, in this particular instance, had people, like, he, like he, him and his homie, they in the car, they're going live, they're on Instagram Live or whatever else. His boy really did try to protect Ja. Like, he really did try to protect him. He pulled the phone away. As soon as he seen the pistol, he was, oh, shit. As soon as Ja saw as soon as his boy saw the pistol, my man's hurry up and tried to move the phone away so couldn't nobody see it. But, you know, it's Instagram, It's live. And people got you know like they can go back and they can screenshot shit the whole nine. And once it's out there, it's out there. There's no controlling it. His people were trying to. I think his friends were trying to protect him. Right there, right. Like, yeah, we want to have fun because, yeah, again, our boy is. We, we he he's a multi millionaire. We all twenty three years old. We trying to turn up. Like at the end of the day, it's John Morant who pulls a gun out, and. I just think that, like, at a certain point, like, his friends are getting a bad rap because Ja Morant is out here acting a goddamn fool, right? Now, as far as Ja being in a, an open carry state, cool, he ain't broke no laws. And I've been seeing people talk about this, man. He ain't broke no laws. He in an open carry state. He's allowed to have a gun, this, that, and the other. Hey, man, Ja Morant is not going to jail. Nobody's even talking about him going to jail about behind this, right? But there are going to be consequences with his job because' job specific he had a conversation with his job specifically about this sort of thing, so yeah you could talk about it being an open carrier state and everything else but hey man you you have other responsibilities right so yeah he hasn't broken any laws, which means he isn't going to jail, which means he isn't being prosecuted, but also you have these other responsibilities now I've been seeing other people talk about uh uh chris Kamen having you know firearms on his uh, on on his um on his social media, and I think the thing—I think the thing—is this, right? Um, for one, Chris Kamen isn't a—he—he—he uh, he, he isn't, and nor has he ever been a franchise player. The other thing is, um, there's this thing that we tend to—that that a lot of folks tend to do, and I—and I, I—I want us to like kind of, kind of stop doing this, right? just because white folks are out here fucked up doesn't mean we also have to be out here just as fucked up, right? We don't have to do the, like we have to stop making them the standard for what we do. Right. Chris Kamen was like in a pose with his, with his rifles and stuff like that. But like the first time that John ja Morant got in trouble was because essentially they thought John ja Morant was in a club, was in a nightclub where they sell alcohol and, if anybody who's registered or not only just registered, but licensed to carry a firearm knows that's a no, no, you don't do that. Right. So and then on top of that, to, to, to like to put that on social media, John Morant was like, "Yo, he was he was wrong in a whole bunch of different ways. Right. So then for there to have to, to be a conversation with the with the league about how he's to conduct himself around about firearms and social media and everything else, for this to happen again, it's like, well, God, damn. It's like it's it's really just like here we go right here it's it's, it's oh yeah
1: they There is
2: powerful niggerry at work here it
0: is it, powerful bro so he doesn't have to he doesn't have to do these things and like at a certain point John ja Morant has to really have a come to Jesus moment with uh with how he conducts himself not only on social media but around firearms because again firearms I look at firearms as a tool they are not toys. And in the way that Ja Morant is conducting himself with the pistols with, that he continues to flash, you could tell that Ja Morant doesn't necessarily is not as if he's treating these these firearms with the respect that they deserve because he's really kind of flippant with how he has it, man. He's really kind of flipping with it, so you got that going on. But I appreciate you, Reggie, for writing in, and I hope to hear from you again soon, brother. Real talk. We got my man Virgil Kane here. He says, "Hey from Manchester, England." Yo, man, we getting listens to all the way over in England, man. Shout out from the, from from, you know, from my man. Well, shout out to you from all the way on the other side of the pond, man. I appreciate you checking in, man. Real talk. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in. Real talk. But uh, yo, that's that's what we got for, for John Moran, man. That's the thing. So uh let's go to something else, man. What else we got to talk about? What else is niggas talking about, man? Ah, here we go. Yeah, so um apparently people are upset that Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union split the bills at their house. I'll be a monkey's bare assed uncle. And I'm trying to figure out why in the fuck do y'all even care? Why do y'all care? Why is this even our business? So let me go ahead and pull this up. Cause you know, as one needs to do, sometimes we need to read what the hell got everybody moved. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna get this story here. This comes out of yahoo.com. And it says, uh, Gabrielle Union is letting fans know that she and her hubby are doing just fine. In an interview with Noah uh, Callahan Bever on his Bloomberg original series, Idea Generation, the actress shared that she and her husband, Dwayne Wade, splits bills evenly in their household, which received mixed reactions on social media. The Bring It On star seemingly responds to the criticism on Instagram, featuring a video of her sharing a kiss with the former NBA star and writing in the caption, I love when he matches my energy 50-50 over here. Okay, well let's see. Is there more to this? Let me see if I can is it let me pull the original story up. Is there more to this? Oh, there's video to this. So hold on. Let me let me pull this up for y'all. Let me let me do this for y'all. Cause you know, I want y'all to be able to watch this shit the same way I'm watching it. So let me do this. Let me um let's uh let's uh let's share screen and let's do that. Okay. And let's do this here. Boom. Boom. Okay. Okay. And then we go ooh boom. <laughs> I'm being silly over here. Um now let me maximize that though. And then we're gonna listen. Let's see what they're talking about.
1: In this household, we split everything 50-50. 50-50. Gabrielle Union's comment about her finances with hubby Dwayne Wade getting mixed reactions on social media.
3: I work my butt off, but he, you know, every day he gets up and delivers again and again and again.
1: The actress makes the confession on Idea Generation with Noah Callahan Bever. At what point did you develop that first sense of security and that the work is coming and there isn't this sort of sense of Rug is going could could still be pulled out.
3: I struggle with that still, just because I, I think I just have more responsibilities, you know, for my money. So I get nervous, like, oh God, that that movie didn't open, you know. Well, what does that mean? Do I am I do I do, am I going to have enough to 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 hold everybody up? And that's when Gabrielle explains why bills are split evenly in their home. Say I'm head of household because. In this household, we split everything 50-50. But in the other households that each of us have to support, it puts this, there's always this like, gorilla on your back that it is like, you better work you better work. You, better work. you know, you, you gonna sleep in? Mm. you know, somebody might not
1: eat. Yeah, and the internet has some thoughts. One Twitter user writes, Oh, how cute. They split their bills 50-50 like regular folks. I'm sure that really helps ease the anxiety of being a multi-millionaire workaholic. Another tweets, This is so unnecessary. As an independent career woman, I don't have a problem with any woman who wants to support herself and contribute to paying bills. However, stop this portrayal as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. It's not a good look when hubby's got mega bank. Well, Gabrielle's seemingly responding to the backlash with this video.
3: I am on to
4: see my husband. I'm happy, I'm happy. <laughs> to see
1: my husband. Writing in the caption, I love when he matches my energy. 50-50 over here.
3: He motivates me. He, he has like every day I feel like I wake up and he's got a new deal on the table. So it makes me go, okay, let, let's keep working. Let's keep striving.
1: The two have each found multi-millionaire success on their own. Dwayne, who retired from the NBA in 2019, earned close to $200 million over his career. Meanwhile, Gabrielle's been acting since 1993, starring in big films over the years. I got the job never saw Neversoft, Chris. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's cool. And on top of that, she's a businesswoman, real estate investor, and author. It's all about perseverance
3: and putting your family first and loving every member of your family equally and out
1: loud. And their families. why the couple strive for the best when it comes to their work and
0: businesses. All right, that's enough. That's enough of that. But uh, so check this out, man. Again, I'm going to ask the question, why were so many people bothered by how the Wade's their motherfucking bills, right? I'm sure so many more of us have so much more important things to think about than how the ways pay their bills because you know what how the ways pay their bills it ain't gonna get my bills paid it ain't gonna get your bills paid so why would y'all arguing up and down fucking social media about whether or not it's okay for them to go 50 50 right see the things with a lot of the um there's this thing with social media where i feel as though A lot of the conversations are, you know, there's a lot of hypothetical conversations that happen on social media. But not only just the hypothetical conversations, there's also the the projecting conversations, because everyone brings their own personal experiences to these to these conversations. And then they bring their own expectations into these conversations. But then they forget that these are hypotheticals and that this situation doesn't have anything to fucking do with you right doesn't have anything to do with you like apparently i mean because honestly think about it i think they said she says they're they're responsible for more than just their household right they split everything 50 50 in their household but then they also have other people that they are basically taking care of right so that's where a lot of her pressure comes from is like hey it's not so much that he's not going to uh, uh, help or step up in a way where you know th- when it comes to the bills getting paid at their house they're not gonna get paid it's like no like i have other people that i'm being responsible for and that's where my pressure comes from because they may have a a, a, a setback on because of me right and so like that's their situation i just think oftentimes man when we come to these the these celebrity relationships and people be talking about relationship goals and stuff like that yo I'm gonna say this again, y'all don't know these niggas, <laughs> right? We don't know these people. We they don't they they really don't even owe us an explanation. Like the fact that she even said anything about this, I thought was like you know kind of like ah eh, okay a little bit overshare, you know, a bit of an overshare. But like yo man, they don't owe us. Any sort of explanation about how they spend their money, how they break their money between the two of them is none of our fucking business. I really wish y'all would put this much energy, a lot of folks would put that much more energy into maintaining their own shit, right? Because what the Wades do, with, what, what Gabriel Union and Dwayne Wade do with their money and with their family has absolutely nothing to do with us. And I really, 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 really wish we would take heed to that. And also, I wish we would take heed to the fact that that we don't know these niggas. We don't know them. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, man, we got that going on, man. Um, they pay 50-50 in a household. And that's all right. That works for them. And I'm glad that works for them. Real talk. I am so glad that that works for the Wades, okay? Now, another story that we kind of wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, okay, we could talk about this. So, uh, tipping, man. Tipping has been, um, you know, kind of uh, a thing I mean, it's been a thing forever, right? But how many of you guys are getting a little bit of like tipping fatigue man where you feel as though like you're being asked for tips in places where you never really asked for tips before right like i can remember like yeah you know before DoorDash and uber eats and stuff like that when you did tip a delivery driver it was after the fact right you tipped them because they did the job efficiently they did the job well they brought your food in a timely manner your food was hot when you got it and everything they follow the directions when you know you uh you know when they Delivered the food and whatnot and now you feel like yo man I put the uber eats order in I put the DoorDash order in and now I gotta tip these motherfuckers before they even do a goddamn thing they expected a tip and if I don't put the tip in before I put the before you know they deliver anything that I might not even get my damn food they might leave my shit up there I might be tipping in cash but they gonna leave my shit up there because they didn't think I was gonna tip them in anything right and um you're starting to see like people asking for tips in places where you know, like, man, wait a minute, why am I tipping you again? Like you, you go to the carry out and you be like, okay, so I'll put the order in you at the counter and you hand me my food and I pay for it. I'm supposed to tip you for that. You know, stuff like that. So another place that we're starting to see tipping happen has to deal with uh self checkout, man, because apparently there are stores where the self-checkout machines are now asking whether or not you want to tip their ass.
4: <music>
0: All right, we get the story here. This comes out of Fox business network. Okay. So take this shit with a grain of salt, you know, cause you know, Fox, but uh, <laughs> we, we read the story it says consumers are already contented with a squeeze on their bank accounts due to inflation are now facing more pressure as businesses introduce new tipping features at self-checkout machines. Companies, including airports, bakeries, coffee shops, and sports stadiums, have now introduced a self-serve tipping option where customers can leave tips, including the typical 20%, despite facing minimal to no interaction with any employee, according to a recent report by the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Customers customers report feeling obligated to leave a tip as they question whether where and to whom the extra money is actually going but businesses are increasingly embracing the option to boost pay for workers outside of salaries according to the wall street journal so essentially they're using you to pay their employees as opposed to their them playing their employees the way they fucking supposed to uh it says uh william michael lynn a consumer behavior and tip culture professor that's a thing All right. Uh, (laughs) At Cornell University's Nolan School of Hotel Administration told the newspaper that businesses are taking advantage of an opportunity and who wouldn't want to get extra money at very little cost if you could. At the start of 2023, customers are already feeling the frustration as unexpected companies are not only requesting tips, but some businesses are asking for up to 30 percent, according to the Associated Press. Customers, including... A Wall Street Journal, a Wall Street day trader and college students shared their experiences believing tips at fast food restaurants with drive through service and brand name coffee shops like Starbucks with Fox News Digital in January. I feel like there's an automatic question to ask for tipping. There should be fine print stating that where these tips go. They traded Sean McDonald told Fox. It doesn't have to be huge, but it should be in writing on the screen saying these tips held out employees or these tips go to all employees, which includes management. It should be specified. Listen, man, there are certain places where I just not, I'm just not tipping. Right. And I, I appreciate good service, but there are certain things I'm just not tipping on. I'm not tipping at the carryout. I'm not tipping at uh, the drive through. I'm just I'm not doing that. Right. That's never been someplace where you uh, where you tipped the people who were working there like that's just not. And I, I, I'm not about to start. Right. There's I'm, I'm and it's not that I don't appreciate a good service, It's not that I don't, but I'm just not about to start that. Right. But what led to this, this story was like they have self-checkout kiosk, self-checkout kiosk where the kiosk is asking for the tip. And I'll be goddamn. I said, I'll be goddamn if I'm going to tip the kiosk, bro, because listen here, bro, I'm checking my own shit out. I don't fucking work here. Why am I checking my own shit out? Right? <laughs> right? And then you have the audacity to not only make me to make, make me do work while I'm at your store, but then you have the audacity to ask me for more money, extra money while I'm doing extra work at your store. Fuck you. Fuck you. I am not doing it. I swear to God, I am not doing it, man. It's not happening. It's not happening. You will not see your man span tipping the checkout kiosk. I should be tipping my goddamn self. Hey, let me go ahead and give me two dollars. I'm going, you need, you know, how they ask you if you want extra change and shit, but like, you know what? Let me go ahead and pull up a 20. I'm going to tip myself $20 for doing this goddamn job that somebody else should have been doing, but the company is too fucking cheap to actually pay an employee to check everybody out. That's why they only got two people working on the goddamn checkout lanes and they want everybody else to go to that damn self checkout kiosk. Nah, man, I'm not tipping the damn kiosk. Fuck you. Real talk, man. I ain't got heated. Yikes. We got that going on, man. Oh, we got that going on. What's another thing we got going on? Um, ah, yes, 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 yes. So white women, <laughs> white women, they kind of out here acting like they ain't got no sense, man. Yeah, we got we got some white women out here who are acting like they ain't got no damn sense, man. And so um, let me go ahead and do this here because um, uh, there's, there's, there's a couple stories. That need to be highlighted, right? So we get this first story here. This is about, and this there's video attached to this. So let me let me pull this one. Let's do this. Yeah, we're gonna pull this one over here so we can watch the video. And I'm going to let's 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 pause that one. And we're gonna pull this up so you guys can watch right along with your man's band. So just a second while I do this here. All right. There we go. Let's do that. And let's do this and let's see what they talking about. Confrontation that was caught on cell phone camera. At the
5: center of the back and forth between that woman and a group of apparent teens was a city bike. News for Checky Beckford walks us through the now viral dispute that some say could have put those young men in danger. While well, the video initially posted on Twitter on Saturday has nearly 37 million views, with commenters blasting that hospital worker for potentially putting the safety of those young men at risk. Help! The, border, border. Help me. the roughly two minute video starts with a white woman wearing not the help, help me. Like, <laughs> no, she didn't. No, the fuck, she didn't. Hospital scrub straddling a city bike, screaming for help, even though she doesn't appear to be in danger.
1: Please help me
5: this is not your bike repeats the young black man standing next to her who says he just rented that city bike his friends standing around him this is my bike. It's on my account please, please get off while the video doesn't show the young man touching her it does show her remove her hospital badge then grab the young man's phone the woman then tells him he's hurting her fetus when a man also in scrubs inquires what's wrong the woman all of a sudden appears to begin sobbing when the man tells the woman to choose another bike she calmly removes herself
0: yeah that that see see yeah 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 fuck you yeah this is the sort of thing this is the very sort of thing that got Emmett Till killed right it's the very sort of thing that got Emmett Till killed and for this to still be happening in 2023 uh, where despite the fact that like, you know, you would think that like with all the public shaming that comes out of being like, you know, the next viral Karen, right? Who, Like you would think that like as so many of these white women have been exposed for being, you know, um, fraudulently uh, victimized, that they wouldn't continue to like operate in this way. And yet and still they continue to do it. They continue to do it. She started to faint cry once other white people started showing up. Right? It like, ah, this fucking diabolical, yo. Diabolical.
5: Another young man recording the video can be heard saying, <laughs> How you stop crying?
0: Not a tear
5: came down, Miss. We do not know what happened before the recording began at the city bike stand near East 30th and First Avenue, but many are blasting the hospital worker, a physician's assistant who NYC Health and Hospitals Bellevue say appears to work for them. The city hospital group saying they are sorry this happened and are reviewing the incident. Civil rights attorney Ben Crump tweeting, "This is unacceptable. And she grossly tried to weaponize her tears to paint this man as a threat."
0: Yeah, yeah, but shit, I don't know if we really want Ben Crump on it, though. I'm saying, like, you know, usually when Ben Crump get involved, that's when shit going downhill. I'm just going to keep it a buck. Like, when Ben Crump gets involved, like, ah, shit. I don't know if we really want Ben Crump on this one. This is exactly
5: the type of behavior that has endangered so many black men in the past. No one answered at the woman's Brooklyn apartment or returned our calls for comment. This woman lives in her building. That woman lives in this building with me? Another neighbor who knows the woman in the video told us off Hold camera up. he believes the incident is being blown out of
0: proportion. Hold up. First of all, like, they they, 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 they kind of messy, man. They about to put her whole shit on blast. Now she like, yo, y'all know she live in the building with y'all. Like, wait, this bitch live in the building with me?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: just, ho,
2: oh, oh, ho, brother, ho, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Nah,
0: you got too much dip on your chip. Yeah, man, she about to have all the dip on her chip. You gonna be people at her dough? Like they gonna be at her neck? I don't know if the news was being responsible when they did that shit, man. I talk. I mean, I don't, like I don't necessarily. I'm not a I'm not a fan of this woman by any means. But also, I'm not a fan of putting motherfuckers. Oh shit! You know what? She did put some niggas in danger though. So I don't know. God damn it. Fuck man, having fucking like scruples and morals and shit.
5: Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. Portion, but this neighbor says the young men could have ended up in jail or worse. It's clearly like a Karen, a Central Park Karen. She's referring to the Central Park incident where a woman walking her dog called 911 on a black bird
3: watcher. She thinks that she's viewed as a victim because she's white. And she thinks that that's obvious in this America that we all live in.
5: And the NYPD says it is aware of that viral video, but did not receive a 911 call and does not have a report. They do say if anyone believes that they were a victim of a crime, that they should come forward in Kipps Bay. Checky Beckford,
0: News 4, New York. OK, Checky Beckford, Her name checky. OK, checky. Yeah. But like, yo, man, um you know, it's, like I said, again, it's sad that this sort of thing is still happening in 2023 because, it's like, yo, man, y'all do know that there are cameras everywhere. There are cameras everywhere. Big Brother is us. We don't have to wait for the government to surveil everybody. Big Brother is us. Everybody's got a phone out. Every, there's, there's a camera on the building. There's a camera in somebody's doorbell. There's a camera on, the, on, on everywhere. You can't get away with certain shit. And so for her to, like, even attempt this, right, in 2023 – after the supposed racial reckoning that we had after all of the, 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 the viral Karens, whether that we barbecue Becky, whether that be water, Wendy and all these other, these other women who they had the colloquialisms and the, and the, the nicknames they were giving out. Like all these women have been put on blast, man. They've lost jobs and everything else. So for there to still be someone in 2023, trying this shit is amazing to me, but I also shouldn't necessarily be amazed because this isn't also like a, a A local thing this is a national thing because you know what a fucking congresswoman did this exact same thing yeah man we had a congresswoman do this too yeah um and i'm sure you guys wouldn't be surprised when i tell y'all uh who this woman is but it was none other than uh marjorie uh taylor green
2: a lot of white folk have demonstrated eloquently that
0: they don't have no sense yeah man so let me go ahead and pull this story up so you guys can watch right along with me man because uh marjorie taylor Greene. although we're not surprised that marjorie taylor green is acting a goddamn fool but uh we are you know like again it's like they have no fucking shame bro it, and i think that's the thing there's no fucking shame whatsoever so let me pull this up so you guys can watch right along with me uh, let me do this here and this here okay there we go And all right, here we go, y'all. Check this out. Excuse me. Here yeah, we go. Let's see. Come we on got now! Save the party! Save America! Save the children! Do something about guns! Right, so Come the on!
2: Order. Invest it as a case! The, the, border is, the border where is the truck left. Wait, what Trump me. What are you
4: talking about? What kids? We're accepting them. them. No, we love them. We love the migrant children. We lost them. You can't find them. What are you That's talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah, migrant children missing. No, kids. no, we don't know the news. Um, I don't you know. That's, exactly Fox news. News That's Fox News. Hey, That's Fox. Listen,
0: them. I need you to not save the party. <laughs> <laughs> save the party. Yo, she just told that brother he is not very smart. <laughs> she straight told that brother he is not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> I think that dude used to be like a high school principal or some shit like that. he's got like a like he's 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 got more than one secondary degree and shit and she called that man not very smart um but yeah man marjorie taylor Greene. after this particular exchange and let me give you guys some context for those of you who may not necessarily be familiar with what why this is exactly happening so of course you guys may know there's a republican congressman a a congressman from uh from new york whose name is george santos okay george santos has just been indicted on a bunch of like financial like wire fraud charges and shit right but not only that george santos also has a reputation for being a fraudulent motherfucker like like uh he's uh uh uh, he's he, he, he had a case like out in South America where he played guilty and he's going to play some restitution for this shit down in South America, but also like he fabricated his resume. He said he played uh division one college volleyball at this school. He never even went to the school. He said he, uh, he was a, uh, he worked for Goldman Sachs. He never worked for Goldman Sachs. So, but buddy is basically a goddamn grifter, right? He's like the Republican party is open to grifters, but he is a grifter. And so at this particular moment, Congressman Jamal Bowman is basically kind of like going back and forth with Marjorie Taylor Greene and basically saying like, yo, y'all should probably get rid of this guy, right? He's, he's embarrassing your party. You know, you, you know, y'all, y'all don't look good by associating with this guy. Y'all should really get rid of him. And it was this exchange that she felt like she needed to interact with, you know, Congressman Jamal Bowman right now, keep that, keep what you just saw in mind because now, This is what she said afterwards. She had a press conference after that particular exchange. And so we're going to pull that press conference up so you guys can watch right along with me with that one as well. Let me take this down here and let me pull that up because, yeah, man, like she she had the press conference and this is what she had to say about it. Um, Okay, so let's do this. All right. And here. Okay,
4: And. Here we go. What what concerns me about Jamal Bowman is he has a history of aggression, um, not just towards others but towards me in particular, and I'm very concerned about it. But I will tell you what's on video, Uh-oh. is Jamal Bowman shouting at the top of his lungs, cursing, calling me a horrible, calling me a white supremacist, which I take great offense to. That is like calling a person of color the N-word, which should never happen.
0: That is not like calling a a person of color the N-word. There's a reason why you said N-word and not nigger, right? Because you're not supposed to say that shit. You're not supposed to say that. There's a reason why you can't say that. It's not the same. And I know a lot of times, like, they try to come up with these false equivalencies and shit like that. But you're not supposed to say that, and it's not the same thing. So stop it. Just stop it.
4: Calling me a white supremacist is equal to that, and that is wrong. I feel threatened by him. Um, he not only led a Bob mob there, but his boisterous lies. And I'll tell you another thing he said outside there. He was saying, save your party. I kept telling him, no, save the country. It's not about political parties. We shouldn't care about political parties.
0: So, yeah, man, but here's the thing. Marjorie Taylor green also understands and she's not, she, I mean, I know a lot of people like to think that she's stupid. She's not stupid. She's she, she, or better yet She's not crazy. She's crazy like a fox, man, because she understands that by weaponizing her white womanhood against this black man, that that also puts a target on his back in much the same way that the little hospital worker put a target on a young black man's back by yelling, help, help me like in, in fake crying and all these other things. They understand exactly what the fuck it means to do that against black men. They understand exactly what they're doing when they do that sort of shit. And so for Marjorie Taylor Greene to then try to weaponize her white, excuse me, her white womanhood against Jamal Bowman, she knows exactly what she's doing. And so uh, I would hope that because, again, these are things that we can all see, like I just showed you the video on both interactions. These are things that we can also, we can see that they're full of shit, right? We can see that they're full of shit, but also be mindful of what's at stake, right? So I know I've been like on this thing where like I will lay out why I would never vote for a Republican going forward. These are one of the things like when anytime somebody says, well, you know, we got to listen, we got to listen to both sides. It's like, nah, no, not necessarily. I mean, these people, we, we see what they're capable of. We see what they're trying to do when it regards us. So why then would I reward that with a vote? Why would I reward that? And so, um, yeah, man, white women are still, Weaponizing their whiteness, and as you know, as the OG MLK would say, man.
2: A lot of white folk have demonstrated eloquently that they don't have no sense,
0: yeah, man. So, uh, we got that going on, but uh, so let's 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 move on to something else, though. Let's see, let's see what else we got here. It's been a little while since I talked, so uh, all right, so here's another story that I kind of want to talk to y'all about. So, there was a young man who uh, he is uh, very, very studious young man. He's a scholar. I like to say he's a scholar. Uh, the young man has uh, he has a, a bunch of scholarships on deck, man. There's a bunch of schools that want him to go to their school and, and to say he's a part of the, the, the student body and he's going to matriculate there when he becomes a college student. Um, this young man applied to 185 colleges and got, he, he got scholarships to every last single one of them man i'll be a monkey's bare assed uncle yeah man 185 colleges man 185 school Woo we so we gonna let me go ahead and pull this story up so i can read this along with y'all man um is there a video to this because you know if i could get the video to y'all i might not even have to read There's video to this all right so let's do this yeah i'm gonna pull this video up so you guys can watch with me let's do that So, uh, yeah, let's share the screen again, man. You know, we're going to share the screen, man. We're going to let y'all see what's going on. All right. Let's see what they're talking about. He from New Orleans. Okay. I love New Orleans. I'm very diligent. Whenever I put my mind to do something, very persistent. Uh Uh-oh we getting a little buffering. Um, those here. are just characteristics that I've been told that I have. A 4.98 grade point average. Jesus Christ. He's received 130 <inaudible> college scholarship <inaudible> offers. He applied to 185 <inaudible> schools. As a... Thursday his offers have totaled more than nine million dollars in scholarships man so first things first man first things first let me let me pause this (laughs) because the audio was kind of janky but first things first let me applaud the fact that he got nine million dollars in scholarship funds but also I'm not gonna lie bro I'm not gonna lie why in the hell did that boy <laughs> apply to a hundred and eighty five a hundred and eighty-five goddamn colleges, man? Why did he do that? Just That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. No wonder you get D's and everything. No, 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 We, we, we damn sure know this boy ain't getting no D's and nothing. We damn sure know he ain't getting no D's and nothing. But I, I, this is something that I've been, I've been really, like, kind of wondering about, man, these last few years, man, because we've been seeing more and more stories like this where you know the kids are applying to a hundred colleges, they're applying to forty-five colleges, they're applying to seventy-five colleges. I can remember, and maybe this is just me being old. And I, maybe I'm I'm about to sound like an old head for real right now, but I can remember when I was a senior in high school and I was going through my senior exit classes and stuff like that. And you know, our our advice, the, the advice that we were given was to five schools you got your you know you got your your dream school the one that you, you know you, you've always wanted to go to but then you got to have your backup school and then you got to have some of these other schools that you might think you might want to go to right and so i can remember when uh when i applied to college what was the five schools I, I applied to the university of michigan i applied to tennessee state university i applied to um morehouse college i applied to uh tuskegee university i applied to southern university in louisiana and i applied to uh shit what was the fifth one ah shit what was the fifth one i can't remember the fifth one i can't remember the fifth one i do know that i got accepted into every last one of those schools except the university except the university of michigan yeah man my ACT score wasn't high enough to get in the University of Michigan man I, I had a 24 when I uh when I took the ACT day and then at the time they were like yo the average ATT, ACT score coming into the University of Michigan was like an eight uh 27 so yeah my my you know my ACT score just wasn't cutting it to get in you know University of Michigan but you know it was enough to get me a scholarship to go to Tennessee state. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, when I, when it came to the HBCUs, uh, I went on a college tour and I was able to go see the school and figure out, like I went to a whole bunch of different HBCUs. I'm like, yeah, I would like to go here. This is one of my, I, yeah, I like the campus here. This is nice. I like this. Right. And so I went to TSU and I love TSU. I'm, 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 glad that I went to Tennessee state. Right. some of, some of my favorite people in the world I met at Tennessee state. Right. But, uh, Never in my wildest dreams that I ever thought that I was going to apply to 185 schools. And one of the things I think is um, because, like, you're only going to be able to go to one, right? You're only going to be able to go to one. So, like, so to apply to all of these different schools, I think is kind of like, is it really just for the flex? You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 legitimately asking. So for anybody who may be listening to the sound of my voice right now, who's advising the kid, who's uh who who's applying to like tens or hundreds of schools, like yo, let me know. Like is it for the flex? Is it for the money? Because again, like they it, there's some of that scholarship money that they don't get if they don't go to that school. And there are a bunch of kids who are waiting for acceptance letters from their schools or are on waiting lists to go to these schools. And they don't get them because this kid who has no intention of going to that school is, like, taking up a space until he figures out, "Eh, you know, am I going to fuck with Harvard? You know, I don't know if I'm going to fuck with Harvard, you know. He kind of bougie over there, you know what I'm saying? I might fuck with my people, man. I might go to like, you know, I might go to Howard, you know what I'm saying? You know, because you know the president was just doing a commencement there, you know what I'm saying? The vice president is alumni there, so I might fuck with Howard, man. But you know, I might want to be a Morehouse, man. You know, Atlanta's kind of hot, you know what I'm saying, man. I might fuck with Atlanta, you know. Like I might do one of those. Th- or oh, better yet, better yet, better yet, you know, Florida. No, 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 no. I ain't fucking with anything going down in Florida. You know, DeSantis is kind of fucking up the game down there, man. But I am from New Orleans, so you know what I'm saying. I might go to say or something like that man i ain't gonna leave a statement i might go to grambling you know like you got these things going on and i just wonder man like you know what is you know outside is it really just for the flex because you know outside of that what is the purpose of applying to nearly 200 colleges if you only can go to one like i really am trying to understand like i'm not trying to shit on this young man i think his accomplishments are are fucking dope like I, I, I thought I was doing some shit with a three, seven, five coming out of high school. This nigga got a 4.9. I think I ain't even know you can do that. Like goddamn, right? I thought I was doing some shit, but no man, he got a 4.9 and he got all these scholarships to go to these schools, but he can only go to one. And I just wonder what is the outside of, yeah, he's got $9 million in college scholarship offers, but yes, a lot of that money is tied into, yeah, if you go to this school, and if you don't go to the school, you don't get this money. And so I'm just kind of wondering, like, how what 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 is the um, what is the reason beyond letting us know that you got nine million dollars in scholarship offers beyond that? Right. Like like somebody tell me what, what what makes this the thing that because we're seeing so much more of this, so much more of these kids are applying to 50, 75, 100, 185 schools. And so I'm just I'm just want to know. I just want to know the practicality of it. What's what makes this a practical thing to do and why? Because, you know, you're going to go somewhere. Right. A kid that talented, a kid that's smart is going to go somewhere. So why then tie up a spot at a school that you have absolutely no intentions of going to? Right. That's the question that I have. And I would hope that somebody who's listening to the sound of my voice right now could possibly give me an answer to that. Right. So, yeah, man, 185 schools. My man. I, I, I I'm, I'm proud of the fact that he's, he, he's a damn good scholar, you know, student, but what's the practicality of that. Right. And so I wonder about like some of the advice he's getting and why the people around him are like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Plot it out one too. Why not? What why, why the fuck not? You can go there, <laughs> you know? So yeah, you got that going on. Um, another story that we got here. Uh, okay. So Disney movies apparently aren't safe for the kids no more, man. Like so, Florida going through some shit, bro. I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on in Florida, but Florida is going through some things, man. Because apparently, there's a teacher who played a Disney movie to her students, and down there, and she is under investigation, under investigation, because she played a Disney movie in the classroom. All right, let me pull this story up so we, uh, we can we can get into it. This comes out of CNN says a Florida teacher is under investigation for showing a Disney movie with gay characters, says she didn't know LGBTQ restriction applied to her class. All right. She says a Florida teacher is under a state investigation for showing a Disney movie featuring a gay character, and she wasn't aware the state's controversial law banning instruction about certain LGBTQ topics had been recently expanded to apply to her grade level. Because, again, they start off with it. The, they, they started off talking about kindergartners the third, third and fourth grade, right? And then Governor DeSantis decided, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Why don't I make this for the whole damn curriculum, you know, all the way up to 12th grade, despite the fact that these kids might be dealing with some of these issues. And despite the fact that these kids may identify a certain way, we're going to make sure that they don't know nothing about nothing concerning who the fuck they supposed to be and who they are. Right. She didn't know anything about the fact that the governor had expanded the law. Uh, Since the legislation was first passed in March, 2022 and initially applied to kindergarten through third grade last month. Florida state education board voted to expand the law scope to include all grades through high school teachers who violate the state policy can be suspended or have their teachers teaching licenses revoked. I just found out today that they increased it to my level. The fifth grade teacher, uh, the fifth grade teacher, Gina Barbie uh, told CNN's Allison camarada Monday night, I had no idea who whatsoever that this was such a big deal. Barbie says that she played the 2022 animated Disney movie *Strange World* to a classroom of fifth graders while their peers were finishing some standardized testing. The Disney film tells the story of a family of explorers and features a gay character. Though Barbie says the students' parents had previously signed permission slips allowing their children to watch PG-rated movies, one parent complained and reported the teacher to the state Department of Education after *Strange World* was shown. And here's the problem. Here's the problem that I have with all of this supposed uh, parental rights, you know, laws that they are starting to implement when it comes to these schools and how the teachers are teaching in said schools, right? You got one parent, one parent complains about a movie that was shown and all of the other parents have signed permission slips. Probably this, this parent included signed permission slips, but because this one parent was, uh, un uh, uncomfortable with the fact that there was a gay character in this movie, right? Gay, gay people exist, fam. They do, they all over the place, and they always have been. Gay people exist, but because this one parent had an issue, now this teacher's career is on the fucking line for showing a Disney movie to a classroom filled with fifth graders. Had at. At any point, have we at any point in our lives thought that if you were going to play a movie in a school, that a Disney movie would be the unsafe one? Any of us? Has any of us ever thought that? Right? And so what we have is what we're starting to find out is that we have, you know, a lot of right wing leaning folk. Who are more about the control of other folk as opposed to the, you know, the uh, individual responsibility that they used to promote, right? You can have an issue with the movie being played. But the thing is, just say that your kid can't watch it. Everybody else's kid doesn't have anything to do with you. You don't want your kid watching certain things? Fine. We'll make sure your kid is someplace else, Right. But that doesn't mean that everybody else's kids should not be able to get said education, be exposed to certain ideas, be exposed to certain uh, learning experiences because you are uncomfortable with your kid learning it. Right. And much the same way that if you don't like abortion, fine, don't get one. But that doesn't mean that another person should not be able to get an abortion because you don't agree with it. Fuck you. It has nothing to do with you. Take care of your family and we'll take care of ours. Right. But because what's what what what's happening in so many instances is that we have Republican legislatures, we have Republican you know politicians, and we have right wing leaning uh, influential groups like uh, I think is was, was that uh, Mothers for uh, Freedom or some shit like that. They're basically the new version of the Daughters of the Confederacy, where they're trying to control curriculums, right? And they're in school boards. They're, 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 they're promoting school, uh, 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 certain school board memberships. They're supporting certain school board candidates. And they're moving certain people out and trying to get more people, you know, that align with their line of thinking moved into those positions of influence. Right? So a teacher shows a, a class of fifth graders a movie with a gay character in it, and one player complains, and now that a teacher's career is on the fucking line. This is absolutely insane, Um, though. Barbie says the student's parents. Oh, I'm sorry. I read that part already. says the parent who reported her is also a member of the Hernando County School Board District uh, School District Board complained to the principal that the movie is not appropriate for students. According to Karen Jordan, spokesperson for Hernando County Schools, the parent school board member, Shannon Rodriguez, has said that Barbie should have gotten a specific movie approved by school administration and said the teacher is playing the victim. I don't know. Maybe because our fucking career is on the line, ma'am. Uh, it's not the teacher's job to impose their beliefs upon a child, religious, sexual orientation, gender identity, or any above, but allowing movies such as this assist teachers in opening the door. And please hear me. They assist teachers in opening the door for conversations that have no place in our classrooms. Rodriguez said at a May ninth school board meeting. Yeah. Conversations that you are uncomfortable with, that you are uncomfortable with. And I want to make this clear. Um, because I've had this conversation with folks before, man, oftentimes the conversations that they don't necessarily want their children having are the conversations that they themselves are not comfortable having, right? So if their kids are having these conversations outside of them, they are also, they're offended, but also they don't feel like they are adequately equipped to have said conversation. So nobody else is, 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 is supposedly equipped to have that conversation with their kid either. And not only that, They think that, like, by not having these conversations, that their children are not going to be exposed to these ideas, right? If you're living in this world, if your children are exposed to anything in this world, your children are going to be exposed to some things that you might have to explain to them later, right? Now, you might have a certain purview or, or a certain view about the things that your children are exposed to. And you have more more right in the world to be mindful of the things that your children are exposed to. However. You do not, therefore, then have the right to negate how other parents are comfortable with what their children are exposed to. You don't get to it like impose your comfortability on everyone else. And oftentimes that's what we're seeing happen When it comes to this school board stuff, right? When it comes to what these kids learn in school, and it's interesting, um, because there's another story we're gonna talk about when they talk about hurt feelings. But like, you know, they're talking about like, you know, we don't want the kids to feel as though they're being made, they're they're being made to feel bad because of slavery and things like that. It's like, hey, but like, okay, so, but how do the black kids feel, right? Because their ancestors were the ones who were subjugated to that. So are we not to uh, are we not to acknowledge how they feel about the things that happened to their ancestors uh, or better yet, would you just mind? would you be better? Um, would you be more comfortable if we don't, we don't discuss this thing at all. If these kids have no fucking idea what happened before they got here, because if they don't have anything, any sort of knowledge about what happened before they got here, then damn it. We don't have to answer for any of that that happened before they got here. They don't have to know how we got to this point. They don't have to know why things are the way that they are. Right. This is what's happening, man. This is what's happening. And so, uh, yeah, man, a teacher's fucking career is on the line because, you know, (laughs) because, you know,
2: a lot of white folk have demonstrated (laughs) eloquently that they don't have no sense.
0: Yeah, man. But that's going on in the world. Now, another thing that's going on here in the world, man, um, the Oscars, man, got something going on where they want more equity, diversity, equity, and inclusion and whatnot. And, uh, you know, we got some people who are not necessarily happy about the fact that there's supposed to be more diversity, equity, and inclusion in the Oscars. And one of those folks who are was very adamant about the fact that he doesn't want any of that is... Uh, Richard Dreyfus, man. Richard Dreyfus, who's a longtime actor, uh accomplished actor, uh, but apparently a pretty right wing motherfucker on our side of the screen, man. So uh let me pull this story up so we can we can get to talking about this motherfucker, but uh <laughs> let me pull this up and uh here we go. So wait, is this the one I wanted? Nah, this is the one I wanted. Okay. So wait, no, no, this isn't it. This isn't it. I thought I saved okay so this is it let me let me do this here let me move this over here all right and now we can do it right now we can do this thing right let's uh go ahead and share that screen with y'all bam and bam and let's see what this is talking about
1: hey guys i'm out of the country but we didn't want to leave you hanging with no good news
0: so here's something positive Okay, and um, forgive the source. This is uh, Dave Rubin, who's a you know right wing leaning sort of motherfucker. But you know, I was having a hard time finding the video, but he had it, so here we go. But if that happened,
5: starting in 2024, films will be required to meet new inclusion standards um, to be eligible for the Academy Awards for Best Picture. They'll have to have a certain percentage of actors or crew from underrepresented racial and ethnic groups. What do you think of these new inclusion standards for films?
2: They make me vomit. Why? Because this is an art form. It's also a, a form of commerce and it makes money, but it's an art. And no one should be telling me as an artist that I have to give in to the latest most current idea of what morality
0: is and what do we now here's the thing though and this is something i think he might have you know not, wasn't necessarily being really aware of you could still make the same movies bro you could still like go out here and operate in the same way that you've been operating for however long you've been involved in the business you really could just know that if you continue operating that way, your movie just won't be eligible for Best Picture of the Oscars. That's it. There's a whole bunch of movies that get made, man. Only one movie gets made, or, or only one only one movie gets picked to be the uh, to be the, uh, the the Best Picture per year. So out of the hundreds of movies that get made every year, only one gets picked for Best Picture. So you can continue to operate in the same way you've been operating at. You just won't get Best Picture. That's just what it is we
2: risking are we really risking hurting people's feelings
0: yeah yeah i mean think about this we were just talking about what's going on in florida they don't want the white kids feelings being hurt by learning what the historical things that their ancestors possibly did in this country that's one of the basic principles of the law that they have down there to keep these kids from learning, quote unquote, critical race theory, which isn't even being taught, but learning any sort of American history in a real substantive way anyway down there. Right. And it's not just in Florida. It's happening all over this country. But most of it is centered around, hey, we don't want the kids to feel bad. So now you're worried about, well, we don't want them to feel bad. Yeah. How about that? How novel is that, that we have to care about the feelings of the people who are being portrayed in said films? How about that? You can't
2: legislate that. And you have to let life be life. And I'm sorry, I don't think that there's a minority or a majority in the country that has to be catered to like that. You know, Laurence Olivier was the last white actor to play Othello and he did it in 1965 and he did it in blackface and he played a black man brilliantly.
0: According to who? Right. According to who? Because I mean, think about it. They got a white man to play a black man in a movie when there were well-qualified black actors who could have also played said role. Think about if Sidney Poitier had an opportunity to play that role and how iconic that role could have been and how much we would be still probably be talking about that because it was Sidney Poitier and not this Lawrence Olivier dude you're talking about who supposedly played this black man brilliantly. According to who? According to who? How many black people did you ask about their opinion on Lawrence Olivier's depiction of being a black man in a movie? Right, unless, of course, you're saying like our opinion doesn't really matter, which I, which is what which is what a lot of this boils down to. Our opinion doesn't really matter, according to this, you know people like Richard Triefus, but he's promoting Lawrence Olivier's portrayal of a black man when you know they were probably some really well-qualified black actors who could have had their role just
2: am i being told that i will never have a chance to play a black man
0: yes motherfucker yes why do you want to play a black man there's so many white roles available to you why do you gotta have the black ones too seriously why do you gotta have the black ones too jesus christ
2: Is someone else being told that if they're not Jewish, they shouldn't play the Merchant of Venice? Mm
0: -hmm. They shouldn't. Let the Jewish guys have their role. Like, seriously. Y'all have had everything for so long. This is one of those things where it's like, yo, when equity starts to feel like oppression to those who had the privilege. (laughs) Right? Equity. Starts to feel like oppression to those who had privilege, man. They think they're supposed to have everything. How dare these Negroes think they're supposed to play Negroes in these movies? How dare these Jews think that they're supposed to be Jews in these movies? I'm supposed to get all this shit. This is what the fuck he's saying. In 2023, you got motherfuckers out here talking this shit in 2023. Still, yikes. Yikes.
2: Are we crazy?
0: No, motherfucker, you Do are. Do you
2: not know that art is art?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that 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 that's fucking nuts. <laughs> that is fucking That is nuts, man. That is nuts. Yeah, but that's that's Richard Dreyfus. He's on he's on one, man. I don't know what somebody need to go get they somebody need to go get their pop pop, man. Real talk. Go ahead and get your pop pop, because uh he out here uh, he wildin'. Pop, pop out here, island. So you got that going on, and let me. Okay, let's remove that. All right, there we go. All right, so uh, let's see what else we got here, man. Oh, we got, we got. Okay, we got one more. Um, so Joe Biden was, uh, was he did the commencement speech at uh, Howard University this year, and apparently there were some kids, uh, some graduates who were not necessarily happy to see Joe Biden doing the commencement speech. And they actually boycotted or protested while he was giving said commencement speech. <laughs> yeah, man. So we got this story here. Let me pull this up. This comes out of BET.com. And I'm sure, did they have video with this? Uh, No, they didn't have video with this. So I'm going ahead and read this story. This comes out of said, Like I said comes out of bet.com it says president joe biden told howard university's graduating class on saturday may 13th that the nation is in a battle for its soul and must stand up against the poison of white supremacy adding that the class of 2023 is a reason i'm so optimistic about the future the president delivered his commencement speech address uh, his commencement address after receiving an honorary doctorate doctor of letters degree from the historically black university at times biden who was running for a second term Sounded like he was on a campaign trail pointing to his accomplishments in office and to achieve unachieved policy promises. During his speech, a handful of students turned their backs on Biden and held up signs in a silent protest. Biden recounted the story of what motivated him to run for the presidency in 2020. He said after Barack Obama, the nation's first black president, was re-elected to office, he hoped that the fear of violence and hate was significantly losing ground. But then the 2017 white supremacist rally of crazed neo-Nazis with angry faces and Klansmen in Charlottesville reminded him that hate never goes away but only hides under the rocks. And what did you hear? The famous quote, When asked about what happened, that famous quote, there were very fine people on both sides, Biden said, alluding to former President Donald Trump's defense of the Charlottesville rally. So far as the 2024 race for the White House is shaping up to be a rematch between Biden and Trump, Quinnipiac University's survey of Republican voters shows that Trump is leading the GOP primary field of declared and undeclared candidates with 46 percentage points of support. Uh, Okay, so there's video to this but mostly I wanted to kind of talk about the protest. Okay. So here's the protest. It says during the speech about 12 students in the graduating class or so 12 students uh, wearing caps and gowns, protested what they said were many forms of white supremacist violence with their backs turned to the president. Some of them held signs voicing their concerns, including one about Jordan Neely, the homeless man who was killed by Danny Daniel Penny, who applied to a chokehold to his neck on May 1st on New York city subway car prosecutors charged Penny Friday, March 12th with second degree manslaughter. We as graduates stand united for change for black lives globally. The student said in a statement, according to the AP, the daily beast reports that another sign read, turn your back to Biden. DoD research is complicit in imperialism. And another that criticized the president and vice president, Kamala Harris. Um, so yeah, there was uh there was some, some uh, protesting while president, o, uh, president Biden was give, d- delivering the Kimmins speech at Howard university. Now, one of the things I think is important is that like, yo, we gotta give these kids room to express themselves, right? I might not necessarily agree with these kids, uh, and their protests and with whom they're protesting against, right? I think that, you know, personally, I think that their the, the 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 target of their protest was probably misplaced. And that the 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 target of their protest um is actually the people who are running against the very brand who was speaking to them that day. Um, But you have to give these kids room enough to learn uh, about the political process, about, uh, you know, how the policy and the politics work. Uh, Because again, it's like one of those things, man, like, like my uncle told me years ago, man, when I was younger, he said, man, the problem is you think you know everything, but you don't know shit. And, there was a there was a time when that was true, where I thought I knew everything and I didn't know shit. But now there's some lived experience behind what I think I know, right? There's some lived experience behind that, and I think we have to give these kids the room to like get some of that lived experience, right? And the other thing about um, the other thing about this, and this is something that I I kind of it was a quote that I came that, that came across my purview in the last couple of weeks, man. I, I I think this really gave me a lot of clarity, especially when it concerns anything when we're talking anything political right and the quote was um it's easier to convince a person that they've been uh it's easier to fool a person than to convince that person that they've been fooled because to fool a person you have to get past their level of intelligence to convince them that they've been fooled you have to get past their pride which they tend to have more of and that brought so much clarity to me in talking about so many different things. Because you have folk who have a set belief. And they've they've held on to this belief. And they've they've been groomed into this belief. And for you to come and like kind of to kind of challenge what it is that they believe is jarring for them. And because their pride Won't allow for them to believe that what they've been taught to believe or what they've been brought to believe is bullshit. It kind of messes with them, man. It messes with them in a really real way, and so you got to leave people. You got to leave people room to 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 like accept and to learn why what it is they've been taught and what it is they they they've they've, uh, been conditioned to believe is BS. In much the same way that like you might have a, a uh, you know, is like when people are in cults and stuff like that, they've been conditioned to believe a certain thing. And so you can give them all the sense in the world, but that doesn't mean that they're going to take heed to the sense that you're giving them. You got to give them room to absorb it. You got to give them room to like really take that in. And so with these college kids, yeah, like I, I very seldom when you find me going back and forth with a college kid about politics, because again, they don't know. What I know, they don't have the lived experience that I have, right? So, like, you know, if 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 a college kid comes up to me and he's talking about the 1994 crime bill and this is something that he had to read about, and that was something that I lived through, I'm not about to go back and forth with you on that. I'm gonna tell you that, like, hey man, you don't necessarily have the 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 uh the, you know the 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 you don't have the full 360 degree view on this that I have. And you should probably listen to someone who does have that, right? So yeah, man. Um, the kids are bro- you know protesting Joe Biden. And um I don't necessarily agree with them protesting Joe Biden, but I you know, they had the right to do it. So yeah, you got that going on. But yo know, man, it's uh it's almost it's time for me to get on about here. I've been running my mouth for quite some time, man. We've been going on for a little while. But uh yeah, before we get on about out of here, let me remind y'all. How to get in touch with us over here at the Mrs. Span official podcast and let your voice be heard. You can go ahead and hit us up at the hotline at area code 313. 2880485. That's area code 313 2880485. Leave those voicemail messages. Of course, those messages will get replayed here live on the show and responded to in kind. You can also email us here at feedback at the spanreport.com. That's feedback at the spanreport.com. Go ahead, and leave us those emails. And of course, those emails will get read right here and replied to here live on the show as well. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. My name on all of those platforms is Mr. Underscore Span. So go ahead, follow me there chop it up with your man Span throughout the week. Also, watch our shows live on youtube and facebook but if you're on youtube you can like and subscribe to the channel the span report podcast network channel and you can comment on the podcast you can uh you know like the shows you know you like the videos when you come up uh you can subscribe to the channel and that way you get updated when we get ready to go live man so we really do appreciate everybody who does that man so like the videos and subscribe to the channels on youtube and facebook man real talk Also, go to our website at www.thesparingport.com. You can go there, watch replays of the shows there as well. You can uh, donate to the show as often as you like, as much as you like. And we really appreciate every dime over here at the Report Podcast Network. Also, um, five-star reviews on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. Those five-star reviews are the ones that get right here live on the show. We really appreciate everybody who goes about the business of doing that. Doesn't cost you a dime. Just a couple minutes of your time to let everybody know while you're rocking with us over here at the Span Report Podcast Network and this Mr. Span Official Podcast specifically, man, real talk. But, uh, yo, man, I'm about to get my behind on up out of here, get myself ready for work tomorrow, and I will talk to you guys again soon. But until next time, fam, peace.